Star Wars 7x7 episode 585. Today we get a glimpse into the pre-Force Awakens world with Bloodline. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and in case you missed the news, there was a feature in USA Today, of all places. Why USA Today? (laughs) I can't even imagine, but there was a feature on the new novel coming out, Star Wars Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray is also the person who wrote Lost Stars, the novel that also connected with the Battle of Jakku, actually, of all things. And now she's been tapped to tell a very important story in between the time of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, specifically set six years before The Force Awakens. And it seems to focus primarily on General Leia Organa. And even though we saw the Republic utterly destroyed in The Force Awakens, it sounds as though, from the synopses stuff we're hearing about Bloodline, that it was already headed in the direction of the Old Republic anyway, although... The Old Republic, I guess, kind of went out with a whimper in a sense. It's, oh, we're the Empire now. Oh, there we go. I guess that happened. (laughs) As opposed to the New Republic, which just went kablooey with the First Order. Thanks a lot. But here's what's the deal with the book from the book jacket. It says, an entire generation has prospered during an era of peace. The New Republic, governed by the Galactic Senate on Hosnian Prime, has held power for more than two decades. Yet conflict has begun to take shape within the Senate. As political gridlock threatens to cripple the fledgling democracy, the quarrels of the New Republic will soon radiate throughout the galaxy. Ooh-ah. I guess that does make you wonder if the First Order is born out of those quarrels or if they just happen to be already on their own doing what they're doing out in the unknown regions, getting Starkiller Base ready, and the fact that all this unrest within the fledgling democracy emboldens them to actually take action. All right, so... The excerpt that they share comes from a ways into the novel, chapter 13 to be specific, and it's a scene where Leia is showing up for an early morning political meeting in the New Republic senatorial conference chambers or whatever, but it's a trap! I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. It's a trap! (laughs) It turns out that there is a, a plot to blow the joint up and Leia has to deal with that, but... Anyway, I think probably some of the more interesting things, not that that isn't interesting because it certainly is, but some of the more interesting things in the article actually come from the interview with Claudia Gray and the snippets that USA Today shares about the novel beyond the excerpt itself. For example, they talk about the cover and Darth Vader being on it, and Claudia Gray says, in this book we find out just how far Vader's shadow falls. And later on she says, or at least the article says, family is a major theme overall in the Star Wars films and plays a key role in one of the book's most significant events. Claudia Gray says, one that has pretty far-reaching repercussions for several characters. Now, we don't yet know when it is that Kylo Ren has the break with Han and Leia and when they ultimately split up. However, the interview continues and Claudia Gray says, This novel isn't fundamentally about Leia as a wife, sister, or mom. This is about the role she's created for herself since the fall of the Empire and the one she takes up by the time of The Force Awakens. So read into that what you will. Personally, I would read into that, that this may be the book in which we find out where that split happens, where she moves from being part of the Republic to being part of the Resistance. 
The article also mentions that some characters from The Force Awakens appear in Bloodline, but Claudia Gray is introducing a lot of new players. The most important is Ransom Casterfo, if I'm pronouncing that right. Casterfo. A guy Gray describes as, quote, an ambitious young senator whose lay is political opposite in virtually every way. He even collects artifacts from the Empire, like pro-Palpatine banners, pieces of armor, and so on. All right, so you cannot give me that information and not have me immediately jump to the conclusion that this guy has to have some contact with Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, if that's who he is at the time of this novel. And... Maybe he's the one who gives him the melted Darth Vader mask. Maybe this is the explanation for how Kylo Ren has it in The Force Awakens. And there was talk back in the day, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, when The Force Awakens was only in pre-production, that the villain in the movie, Kylo Ren in this case, was a collector of Sith artifacts of some sort. We only ever saw him with one, really, which would be Darth Vader's melted face mask. But maybe not. I mean, maybe it had been originally, and maybe they dialed it back and shunted some of that character attribute over into Bloodline and allowed it to create a connection between Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo and this new senator. So we will link to the USA Today article that has the excerpt in it for you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. Do you think that this is going to be the novel where we see how Han and Leia and Ben split from each other? Chime in in the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Okay, let's get you that trivia question. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Last time we asked you what attribute of Jakku caused Poe and Finn's TIE fighter to be swallowed whole in the sand, and that was the sinking fields. Today's question, how are a Special Forces TIE fighter and a snowspeeder similar to each other? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you stow away on a Trade Federation landing craft, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a short negotiation, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.